Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 121 I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. She will not let your foot be moved. She who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, she who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade by your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. She will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Ezekiel chapter 1 verse 26 through chapter 2 verse 1. And above the expanse over their heads was the likeness of a throne in appearance like sapphire. And seated above the likeness of a throne was the likeness of a human appearance. And upward from what had the appearance of his waist I saw as it were gleaming metal like the appearance of fire enclosed all around. And downward from what had the appearance of his waist, I saw as it were the appearance of fire, and there was brightness all around him, like the appearance of the bow that is in the cloud on the day of rain, so is the appearance of the brightness all around. Such was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. And when I saw it, I fell on my face, and I heard the voice of one speaking. And he said to me, Son of man, stand on your feet, and I will speak with you. Acts chapter 26, verse 1 through 18. So Agrippa said to Paul, You have permission to speak for yourself. Then Paul stretched out his hand and made his defense. I consider myself fortunate that that it is before you, King Agrippa. I am going to make my defense today against all the accusations of the Jews, especially because you are familiar with all the customs and controversies of the Jews. Therefore, I beg you to listen to me patiently. My manner of life from my youth, spent from the beginning among my own nation and in Jerusalem, is known by all the Jews. They have known for a long time, if they are willing to testify, that according to the strictest party of our religion I have lived as a Pharisee. And now I stand here on trial because of my hope in the promise made by God to our fathers, to which our twelve tribes hope to attain, as they earnestly worship night and day. And for this I hope I am accused by Jews, O King. Why is it thought incredible by any of you that God raises the dead? I myself was convinced that I ought to do many things in opposing the name of Jesus of Nazareth, and I did so in Jerusalem. I not only picked up many of the saints in prison after receiving authority from the chief priests, but when they were put to death, I cast my vote among them, against them. And I punished them often in all the synagogues and tried to make them blaspheme, and in raging fury against them, I persecuted them even to foreign cities. In this connection, I journeyed to Damascus with the authority and commission of the chief priests. At midday, O king, I saw on the way a light from heaven, brighter than our sun, that shone around me and those who journeyed with me. And when he had fallen, and we, and when we had all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice saying to me in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. And I said, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. But rise and stand up upon your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, 
to appoint you a servant and witness to the things in which you have seen me and to those in which I will appear to you, delivering, delivering you from your people and from the Gentiles, to whom I am sending you, to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are set sanctified by faith in me. Good morning and welcome to the third Tuesday of Eastertide. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 121, Ezekiel 1 and 2 and Acts 26. And in the Ezekiel reading, we see the conclusion. We've now basically read the entirety of Ezekiel 1 and uh, though it talks about a throne, it doesn't use the word chariot. But like earlier, it also brings in the keshet, the archer's bow, that is in the cloud on the day of rain, and kind of capstone the, the piece. So I'm not totally convinced that it's um, uh, an armor of God, but it is an interesting thought experiment. I did want to talk about Agrippa and Paul's defense in Acts, though. Um, at first, um, it it strikes. It, I, I came to think that when Saul says, "Oh, you know, our twelve tribes," um, he's not falling to my you know my own imagined cynic, you know Jewish cynicism of like the ten northern tribes are no longer a part of us. Um, they rebelled, and now. You know, Assyria and Babylon, they, they messed them up. And so when, and it, it, it varies sometimes when it says the Jews in the New Testament, it could, it, it could mean different things. It could mean the Judeans, which is to say anybody living in Judea. It could mean the religious Jews. It could mean, uh, cultural Jews, those who were born into it. And I say that because, uh, the Herodians were, they were, you Idumeans, which uh, is a land south of Israel, filled with people who descended from uh, Esau, Jacob's twin brother, the Edomites. Um, but Antipas, who ruled while Jesus was uh, living and who oversaw a trial of Jesus, Antipas was not incredibly popular, um, but Agrippa, who Paul talks to here, was fairly popular, and he took a number of steps to that indicate and highly suggest he was pretty religiously devout. Um, one of the things he, um, so Antipas was his uncle by blood, his, his aunt's husband, um, Herodias, and uh, he spends a lot of time away from Jerusalem away from um, Israel, but he has some run-ins with the emperors. And uh, he seems to be welcomed when he comes back. And he's um, there's some controversy uh, mostly around, uh, well, he, he doesn't like his uncle, and I think he contributes to deposing him, I can't remember. Um, but Agrippa finds favor with the people. And, you know, whether it's opportunism or actual, you know, personal piety. He did a lot of things that made him happy. He didn't mint coins with an image of a person, um, uh, which, you know, even Jesus wasn't happy about, you know, 
when he's asked about ta- paying taxes, he says, whose image is this? <laughs> Give it back to him. Um, and that's because Antipas wasn't really all that concerned with Jewish customs and interests. Um, Agrippa, however, was friends with Caligula. Um, and when Caligula tried to install his own statue in the temple, Agrippa successfully petitioned him to, to rescind the order. Again, making the Jews happy, making people of faith in in Israel happy. Um, and so Paul here is appealing to that religious fervor. Um, and he talks about customs and controversies, which Agrippa would be pretty familiar with. Um, and he talks about um, our own nation and in Jerusalem. Now, I don't know if our own nation means Israel or if it means Rome, because Saul, according to Luke, not according to Saul himself, Saul supposedly has Roman citizenship, probably inherited from his parents who may have been freed slaves out in Tarsus. And Tarsus is a big Roman population center. And so when he says our nation, and then he says, and in Jerusalem, he seems to be contrasting our nation, which is to say Agrippa's and Paul's nation, quote unquote, um, is Rome. And, you know, you could argue another way. You could also say that our own nation all over and also specifically in Jerusalem, that's fine as well. Um, But he, again, appeals to his own personal piety. I was trained according to the strictest party, the Sadducees, and lived as a Pharisee, which is something like an itinerant preacher. It's, I don't think, I know Josephus does record it as one of the religious parties. Um, So, yeah, I don't know if it's the Pharisees are distinct from the Sadducees. Anyway, um, and he continues to call on Agrippa's Jewish sentimentalities. I stand here on trial because of my hope in the promise made by God to our fathers. So he's telling an Idumean, uh, you know, who spent a lot of time in Rome, again, he's saying our nation, so maybe it is Israel, and our fathers calling him in, you know, showing his bona fides and saying, look how Jewish I am, and you are one of us. It is our fathers, our nation. But then the last line, he, he contrasts them, but for this I'm accused by the by the Jews who can't believe that God raises people from the dead. And so it's this pietistic appeal to this Roman-aligned but highly sympathetic, powerful person. Um, and he talks about how he's conflicted. Like, look, I, I spent time accusing them and um, voting against them in trials of, for stoning. Um, but ultimately, I had this conversion experience and... Um, he talks about both Gentiles and Jews and how um, the way he shares it with Agrippa, he's like delivering you, Paul, from both Jews and Gentiles. Um, And so it's this really nuanced conversation. Um, Agrippa and Paul are both Roman citizens and enjoy a certain amount of prestige within the Roman imagination. But they also... Uh, purport to be sympathetic and also belonging to this other nation of of Israel. 
And so he's trying to you know, make this appeal of like, look, um, we're the same. You could as easily have been here. You know, uh, Agrippa had been imprisoned by Tiberius after indicating support of Caligula, and he had been exiled like once or twice because he was a, a high spender, not because he did anything all that wrong. But um, it's really interesting to think about this trial and what's going on behind the scenes because of their because of a lot of overlapping history they have. Not necessarily like they've encountered one another, but there's a lot of experiences that they both would have had, and how. Paul, um, the Apostle to the Gentiles, the 13th Apostle, um, deals in that identity, those dueling identities of both Jew and Roman, and how it doesn't really seem to suggest um, you know, some kind of heightened animosity against Rome. If anything, the Jews keep kind of dragging him before the courts, and, and maybe that should indicate to us you know, how exasperated he is, not at Rome, but at the religious establishment that he was once a part of. A prayer for the mission of the church from the Book of Common Prayer. Ever-living God, whose will it is that all should come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ, inspire our witness to him, that all may know the power of his forgiveness and the hope of his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with pewpewhq in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.